Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast, where I sit down, you know it, with fabulous people because they're fabulous. I've changed my missions, ladies and gentlemen. I've changed my mission. My mission is now to encourage a million teachers weekly. So I'm having conversations with teachers and those who impact education. And today, I think this is the first episode since I've changed the Hetty Coleman podcast that I've had the conversation with someone. And of course, none other than Mr. Waylon Cubitt ends up being the person. It wasn't planned, but now that I'm just thinking about this, <laughs> and uh, Waylon has been on the podcast before. He is now, what, what is your exact title, Waylon? What is it? Is my exact title is husband. <laughs> Father, (laughs) grandfather, (laughs) grandfather, yes, Uh, uncle, uncle, yes, neighbor, neighbor, and friend, and friend, yes. Yes. Now, I I know husband's your favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But grandfather, I hear. Is right up there. I hear it's almost better than children. It's it's better than children. It's better than children. So, so the rumor is true. It's better than children. Oh, my yeah, goodness. My, and my children know that. <laughs> well, they heard about it. They don't know yeah. it yet, but they'll find out one oh, day. Oh, yeah, one day when they they'll have They'll find out one day. They'll be yeah. like, oh, they'll now I know what, yeah. Yeah. what dad meant yeah. by saying that. Yeah, yeah. no, that's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, but in, in all of that, because you've been great at doing all those things, it has now transitioned you over into working – with uh, education after retire- retirement, out oh, of- you were you were asking what yes. I do? Yes, what you do, not not yes. who I am. Not who okay, you are. right, That's okay, good. all right, right, all right. That's so, good. director of security for Oklahoma City Public Schools. Yeah, director yeah. of security. And like, how long have you been doing that? Almost exactly a year. Okay, exactly a year. So I'm a newbie. Newbie, because you came like you got hired in the summer. I got hired in July. Hey. Uh, after retiring from the police department for after 26 years, uh, I took a month off and started with the school just about with the last school school year. Now I remember when you were kind of wrestling with what was next for you. Yeah, like after yep. kind of doing yep. that for so long, 26 yep. years, uh, and then you land into this role. Yep. Talk to me just a little bit about what was your first year like? What were you doing? Kind of getting getting settled in that role, and and what did you learn out of that? Well, you know, it was it was uh, a big learning curve, a uh, huge learning curve. Uh, Five thousand employees in the school district. Oh my goodness! There's sixty two schools. There's about thirty four, thirty five thousand students. Okay. Uh, and a security department. So we we have. Uh, uh, so I have to learn the school system. You know, I came from uh, public safety. Now I'm going into education. So if you imagine how a teacher and, and principals think versus how uh, police chiefs and officers think and put that into one setting, yep. right? Yeah, so just talking about the first year. Yeah, that first year was, was um, you know, just kind of dealing with, with, you know, just the weight of the responsibility, you know, all of those all of those people and yeah. all of those kids and yeah. and uh, the different dynamics between uh, the education field and the public safety public safety field, and so man, I was I was just thinking through a, a 
a big old fire hose. Yeah. Uh, but I had some great, a great team that was already assembled in there. A uh, lot of support from the superintendent and the assistant superintendent and, and the board of education. Uh, didn't try to go in and make major changes, but you know, we were just coming off Uvalde mm. when I got, yeah. got the job. So it was a lot of, uh, a lot of anxiety around active shooter uh, and just keeping our kids safe and making sure that there would be no intruders and stuff. So I spent a lot of time just learning a lot about physical, physical safety and physical security of buildings and, and stuff where uh, uh, in my previous life as a police officer, we don't, we, we, we do deal with physical security, but we were mostly responding to breaches of uh, physical security. So now I don't want breaches. Yeah. You know? So uh, just looking at it from that, that new point of view. Because you said 5,000 employees. Plus. 5,000 plus. <laughs> yeah. And then how many students are we talking? 34, 35,000 students. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a pretty amazing thing. What what was something whenever you came into this, though, that you now know about education that you didn't before? Like, was there anything new about, like, man, great insight regarding schools and education and um you know, I wouldn't say there was the, anything new, but my understanding of and and you'll love this, or you are you're, because you 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 focus this your ideas uh, in this content just on teachers. Mm-hmm. I knew teachers cared because I had caring teachers. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I also knew that in my my education, I've had some bad teachers. Yeah, but the amount of care that the good teachers care can't overcompensate for those bad teachers. There, man, there's some, man, these teachers really, really care yeah, yeah. about the, their kids and the conversations I have with them reveals what they will do to help uh, kids flourish and thrive. Uh-huh. It's I, I, my mind is blown. Yeah. My mind is blown. Now there's some bad teachers, but they they're just a blip on the radar compared to what the what uh, the ones who really, oh man they go over they yes yeah yeah I was uh, this morning we're putting together uh, these handwritten notes putting gift cards in those notes and we're taking these baskets to to teachers that specific these particular teachers and educators or staff go to our church specifically for uh-huh. our church right and the lady who's organizing this is a teacher herself and she. Is sending me this long, she sent me this long ping uh, talking about and trying to really reiterate. I don't think people understand how much teachers give out of their own pocket oh. to be able to do the work that they do on top of not, depending on who you talk to, not making enough, right? Like yeah. they're not getting paid based on the investment they're giving to these the right amount. Yes. Yeah. And so – to be able to say, I'm going to make sure the kids have backpacks. I'm going to make sure they go home and they're fed, all these things. Even though, really, that's on the parents, these teachers become parents and teachers, community leaders, all these things. And I just don't think people really get it. That, you, that Somebody should just really, I mean, if you get a chance. I know I visited schools when, when, when I was, my kids were parenting, when I was parenting my kids. But I was really going to check on my kid. Yes. Right. And so I was kind of laser focused on what was happening that impacted my kid. Now I go in 
and I just want to talk to the principal. And I want to talk about this issue or that issue or this locker, that locker, this camera or that camera or, you know, that fight that happened or this potential threat. I knew that kind of stuff. And to and to walk with a principal down the hall to watch how they won, care for every single kid. <laughs> yeah. Two, care for every single teacher. Uh-huh. Teacher. They care for them. Three, they're looking out for the paraprofessionals in the building. I mean, yeah. they can't have one solid conversation with me because they're managing and juggling 15 as we go down the hall. Yeah. And they're all about caring for the kid to make sure kids get what they need. Mm. And, was, and I'm like, man, the, the, the way their mannerisms are and the way they look reminds me of police officers when they drive down the street. You, know, you see their heads on oh, the swivel wow. yeah, and they're yeah. watching and they're looking for wow. problems and potential problems yeah. and they're looking for things that need to be corrected. Yeah. And at the same time, they're enjoying their radio or they're on the phone with their wife and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But they're never not paying attention to what's going on around yeah. them because they care about their district. Yeah. And, and principals care about their school so much that they're just in tune to every single thing that's happening. Yeah. Right. It, it is. It is really, really uh, refreshing to know that they're just not coming in into the school and just trying to check the boxes. They're trying to make sure that every kid is cared for and that every teacher has everything they need to care for the kid. Yeah. Yeah. And that care is not again. It's not just about we want to make sure that they're good within the confinements of the school. Which yes, and thank you so much. But they're also make want to make sure that they're cared for when they leave the school. Oh, listen. Listen, uh, we had uh, a gas leak, gas problem uh, at one school, and we had to evacuate the school. And uh, when I get there, all these kids are uh, out of the building, and they're being uh, ushered into a community center nearby. They're just going into a community center. And the community center was closed. Yeah. It wasn't open. Didn't open until way later. And so we're managing this, and every kid is taking care. It's all perfect. And then I asked the principal, like, okay, I know I know who operates the center, and that's the manager of the center, and they're coming in right now. What's how? Are, how did you get in here? And the manager just now coming. Oh well, I have a relationship with them for just this kind of deal. We I know them, and so I called them, and they opened up. They came out and opened up just for us. Right. And yeah. now we'll 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 do the policy stuff and do all the things we have to do later. But because of my relationship with the people and my neighbors, we were prepared for this long before it before it happened. Yeah. Right. We already knew we we're going to use our parking lot, but we didn't know because of the weather we we're going to need to be inside the building. We planned that this was a safe place to go, but the, we didn't plan on this weather. So we needed inside. And it was our relationship outside yeah. of the building yeah. that made that possible. So yeah. they were prepared. The, the principal was, was that. Now yeah. Our plans identified that as a place, but the relationship was already solidified with the principal. Yeah, that's so good. You know, talking about you as a parent, can we go there? Yeah. So you as a parent with, with, with kids coming through the school system, mm-hmm. you're saying, hey, I'm going to meet with teachers, but I'm really, it's really about my, my kid in this, mm-hmm. in this sense. One of the big challenges that um, schools have, teachers, right, is the parent, parent, parental involvement. Yeah. As a parent, going in and supporting your kids, did you ever think about what that meant to teachers, or were you just like, 
I just know what it means for my students. I, I never thought about it. I never thought about what it meant for the teacher. I just thought that's what parents did. Yeah. Now we know differently. That, that <laughs> well, that's what parents should do, right? That's what they but should it, do. It carries over into supporting right. it. It's kind of like that. Help me help you. Right. Yep. Yeah. Kind of thing for it, teachers. And it, it, it blends. You know, I knew that my parents would be walking down the hall at any any moment of time. And I know what that felt like as a as a kid. It felt two things. It felt scary, but it also felt supportive. Mm, right. Yeah, yeah. I knew they'd be there as I was in trouble, but I also knew they were coming to support my recital. It was going to be on the front or third yeah. row. Yeah, you know, uh, my grandma and them was going to – so I, it felt good to look out the audience and see them. Yeah. And I want my kids to feel good to see me. Yeah. But I also want them to know that I got that teacher's back. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so that was – I just did it automatically. Now, you go through your professional life, you understand that, that for a variety of different reasons, some parents are not able to show up. Yeah. Some are just not capable. Some don't don't know, and some just won't. Yeah, and um, and so, yeah, our, our and our and our teachers know it, and they stand in the gap. Mm-hmm. They stand in the gap. They call names. They sit in the front row. Uh, I know I had a I had a uh, uh, a nephew of mine that played at Midway City. He played football at Midway City, and me and my wife went to every football game, and we showed up for his senior year for that last senior game and there was two ladies in the front row with a jersey with his number on it and we had we hadn't met them all season long uh they sit on the front row they came to every game they were uh one of his teachers in the 10th grade and they didn't take it for granted that he had a family member that was going to be there so they decided they were going to be there for him Every, and they had gifts for him on his last – if we weren't there, yeah. somebody was there just going to yeah. be su- supporting him. And we were so appreciative that didn't know it. He yeah. knew it the whole time. We always see him hug these ladies yeah. at the end of the game, but we didn't know who these ladies were. They were teachers, past teachers. They weren't even his current teachers at the wow. time. And, uh, and so the, those, those, there's a lot of teachers like that. I was at the previews last night. There's a principal sitting there. Her kids had other things going on, but she was sitting in the stands with these kids cheering on her students. Uh, and so I think we, we underestimate how much they love and care for our kids and stand in the gap for the parents that cannot be there. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, talking about that, uh, one, gets you a little, gets you a little emotional because thinking about these people who are being there for kids, they're not blood related to, mm. but they've made them family, Yep. right? Yep. And we always talk about sometimes it's not about blood, but it's about who you make, make mm-hmm. your family be. But I'm thinking about our youth pastor who um, – I, I texted him last night because he wasn't where he's supposed to be at six, right? He's supposed to be at the church at six because we have Thursday night experience. Yeah. And, I, and he texted me and I texted him or whatever. And he's at a volleyball game for some of the students who come to our students mm. like, on Wednesday, yeah. right? I'm like, hey, you just keep doing what you're doing. I take care of right. this because some of those students' parents may not be able to be there. So he stood in the gap and just like teachers, stand in the gap supporting you. Because there's nothing like a feeling yeah. of having somebody there to support you. So, uh, and I know you might ask me this later. I'm going to jump a gun because it, it seems to fit. I'm going I'm to pull it up on my phone so that I get it right, uh, if you'll allow me to. Yep, go right ahead. So a teacher says to her football coach, she says, hey, uh, I want to know you had a good season. 
And I want to know what your stats are for your football season, is what she says. In an email to our football coach. And I'm finding him here. Yes. And this is a football coach who is connected to his kids relationally. Yes, he X's and O's and all that kind of stuff. But when you go through the, through the building, you can tell that he's connected with them on and off the field. Yeah. And so they get through the season, which was, but, uh, was better than, I guess, better than they had before. I don't know. I was, it's my first year, so I don't know what their, <laughs> what their stats was like. But uh, she said, I, I sent him an email requesting the end-of-the-year football stats. And this is what he sent back. He says, uh, here are the stats for my team this year. Uh, one, fa- one, one player found his father dead. One player lost an aunt, which was his closest living relative. Two players got hit in the face by their mom in front of the other players. One player's mom cussed him out in front of the whole team. One player tried to, uh, one mother's player tried to have him committed. One player hit another player in the head with his helmet. Four of my players were kicked off the team uh, for, for disciplinary reasons. One player is working night shift to help his family make ends meet. I had six uh, players with incidents of marijuana. I had three school fights involving players. One player was arrested for punching a police officer. 40% of my seniors had no one show up and walk them on the field for senior night. I have two players living in motels. I have one player uh, and manager currently involved in a custody issue because father is abusive. I had one player uh, attempt suicide, and one player is surf couching. I mean, uh, uh, couch surfing. Those are my stats. Which ones are you asking for? He cares. Um, he cares. Uh, and so when, when uh, people ask me, what's the number one thing I can do to make my school safe? When a principal asks me that, yeah. uh, when teachers ask me that, I say there's three things you can do. There's three things you can do right now to make your school much safer. Uh, build trust yeah. is number one. Number two, build trust. And number three, build trust. Yeah. Our safety ri- lies within how, uh, how quality our relationships are with the students. Yeah. Uh, they have to be like the football coach that knows something about them outside of the four walls of the, of the school. Yeah. Uh, they have to care for them. Yeah. They have to be trusted. Uh, the, the, the children, the students have to know that when I come to an adult in this school, that if I have a problem, not only do they care about it, they want to fix it and they will not, and they're not, they're not trying to make things worse for me. Yeah. 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 Cause sometimes they come in thinking you only want the worst for me. Right. 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 Cause, um, so I wrote this ebook, I call it hello, a letter to teachers. And one of the things that in that book that I, that I'm trying to identify is that the hello, the consistency of the hello, even when I messed up, 
was the ones were the teachers that I found myself most connected to. Mm-hmm. Even though I may have been disrupting the class, the next day they still came to me and they said hello to me. Yeah. Where there were some, when I disrupted the class, they ignored me. They treated me, you know, like you know when somebody's done with you. Right. right. Yeah. But it's the teachers who keep coming and saying hello to you, even though, like, like you keep acting up, but I still care for you. Yeah. The message has to be, right? Yeah. We learn, we learn, this, in, we learn this in mentoring uh, over time. It's the message has to be is there ain't, I care about you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. That's right. Nothing you can do about That's it. Right. Now, I want you, that behavior I don't. Yeah. But I know you and your behavior are yeah. two certain, two separate things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I know in your heart that yeah. you're better than that behavior. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm, I'm looking to see if you brought your whole self to work, if you yeah. brought that junk yeah. to school too, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. And I think in your role, like, that would make, that's what makes you great, like, as an officer or running a mentoring program. Was like, even though these kids may sometimes be knuckleheads and get on your nerves, and get on your nerves, yep. I'm gonna still show up at their game. I'm gonna still yep. show up at their houses. I'm gonna still take you to lunch. Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing it because I know what's in you. I love you, and there ain't nothing you can do about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. Uh, can you tell us something that you can share that we just never would think about concerning safety in a school? Like, is there something in your job? Like, I don't think the world even would know this but you can share it with us you know there's 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 a lot of uh uh really smart use of technology mm-hmm. uh right now that i think uh, we won't talk about details right we just this but it's really smart use of technology uh and collaboration when it comes to school security uh and you probably uh know that it's happening but it's happening beneath your conscious uh-huh. uh, and stuff. And so it's really cool use. And, and uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to be able to travel to some conferences to see how people are using these, this technology. Here's, here's the thing I will say, though. Just because you have the technology doesn't mean you've made your security uh, footprint better. Oh, right? You, you, so I think you can waste a lot of money. Yeah on stuff you don't use or yeah. you don't get any value out of. Yeah. And so uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of systems and, and things. And so my, part of my job is to, to evaluate how that actually makes uh, life better for students. Yeah. Right. It has to. And so one of the, one of the things uh, that we can talk about is uh, metal detectors. Mm. Right. There's a, I can make, if we want to keep all potential weapons out of the school. We got technology to do that. Yeah. Uh, but does it make, for me, the question is, how do I do that without creating a prison? Mm. A, a feel of a prison. Uh, the feel of a prison. Yeah. The feel of a prison because this is still school. Yeah. This is still a place where I want them to flourish and be free and not worry and not worry. And I can't imagine uh, if we do all of the security things to so tighten this place down so that nothing can happen to to our kids, they ain't learning. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's going to restrict the freedom of thought in, yeah. their, in their mind. And and I don't. And I remember I, ne- I never worried about my safety, right? Uh, but you the second you see a police officer pro up, you start thinking about <laughs> safety. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't want to. I'm not naive. We got to have some measures in place. We got some visible. Uh, yeah. We got some visible uh, measures in place. But but 
So how do we how do we use uh, metal detection without uh, creating this this kind of space that feels so restrictive that it's it starts to feel like a like a prison, especially yeah. when we don't know what our kids experienced last night or this morning on their way to school, mm-hmm. right? And so trying to find that 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 right balance and not use all of the technology that that that's available just because it's good and yeah. it works. It has to be good for the student or it ain't no good for us. Yeah. 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 So whenever they're thinking about creating these different types of technologies, one of the things to keep in mind is like, okay, how can we use this technology but not make it feel invasive? Exactly. Make, make it not feel, um, create this sense of, oh, no, I'm not going to school. I'm going to prison. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what it feels like. Right. You know, right. I've heard students say like, no, this feels like a prison to me because I can't do X, Y, Z or. Right. Yeah. 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 With yeah. the funny thing, you said that about the, the police officer, you see the police officer and now all of a sudden you're thinking about your safety, whatever. At our church, we have police officers. And that's one of the things that we get off times like, why you got a police officer at church? Yeah. And the reason they're saying that is like, like now I don't feel like mm-hmm. I'm in a safe environment. But really, the officers here to assure the safety even more so. But right. just seeing them just makes people think that exactly, whether they're aware of it or not. They, yeah. They, yeah, yeah, whether they're aware of it or not, that yeah. it's a, it's a feeling that pops up. Right. But being an officer for twenty six years, you probably have had that more often than not, where a kid sees you, and where you want that kid to feel like yeah. I'm fine, I'm okay, it's okay, yeah. I'm here, yeah. safe. They don't. Not not instantly. Yeah. Right. You, 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 that's a that's again that's the building trust, build rapport, the communication skills. You have to you have to do that reassurance, and we have to we have to uh, work hard at that. Yeah. Not one time, all the time. Yeah. 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 All the time, constantly. Yeah. It's an ongoing relationship. Ongoing relationship to, to build that trust. Yeah. 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 That's, that's good. What are some best practices when it comes to serving our students that you've learned uh, in doing this? You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, I, f- I feel like I'm I'm just going back to the same old thing as building trust, right? In relationships, the value of that, and I give you an example of the value of of building trust, and then I, and then the second thing, if you remind me to come back to the second thing okay. when I talk about building trust, is perspective, okay. right? In 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 open mind, but we we got to build trust uh, with students and give you. Uh, an example, all of the physical security that we can, we can come up with doors and locks break malfunction. Uh, people uh, defeat physical securities, cameras break, you know, all, all this stuff. And when they break and we have a breach of security, the only thing left is someone opening their mouth and going to an, a trusted individual and say, there's been a breach of security in this way. And it makes me nervous. Can you fix it? It is a relationship at the end of the day. There's our safety net. We had a young man last year uh, got involved in a back and forth uh, discussion for a couple of days during the week. And uh, for whatever reason, the discussion turned to to the point where he felt threatened. Uh, The next day, some kind of way, he comes to school with a gun. Mm. Went through all of our security measures. And made it through with the gun. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't have. You mean we can go back and we can point to where 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 the breakdown happened. But needless to say, the breakdown happened. Yeah. And he's in class 
on Snapchat posting uh, himself with this gun. Now, the re- why would he do that? Everybody's going to know, why would he be so stupid to do that? Yeah. He's, he, what he was doing was telling the other people, I'm prepared if you're, gonna, if you're going to talk oh, yeah. do what you were talking about doing to me. Yeah. I'm prepared, so let's don't even try it. Yeah. So he was trying to bluff his way uh, through the day. And if they called his bluff, he was prepared. Yeah. Right? So that that's why. But someone in his timeline saw it and said, I don't feel safe. And went to a went to a, a trusted adult in the building. Not the one, not the one in the class I was in, not that teacher. Yeah. Not the one I passed in the hall. A specific teacher. Yeah. And said, I don't feel safe. Look what I see. And and Protocols went in place, and then and, and it saves the day. Yeah, right. Nothing happens. A couple of things about that is I'm highlighting how the trusted relationship saved the day. Mm. What I'm not telling you is how the failed trusted relationship did not save the day. Because if that young man didn't feel safe and he had a trusted adult, he could have gone and said, "I don't feel safe." Mm. He didn't. There was nobody in the building that he can come and say, "I think tomorrow when I come to school." I, I may have talked too much, or we may things are, are boiling to a point where I don't feel safe. He took it upon himself. Yeah. Right? Where a trusted adult could have even kept that from even occurring. Yeah. If he felt like he had a trusted adult to go to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What was the second thing? See, I told Perspective. you. Perspective. Perspective. Uh uh, we as adults uh need to uh we come in with our own life experiences. And uh, all too often, uh, and I'll give you an example of a police officer, when, when we're about to do searches and we're, we are very routine and, and know when people are trying to avoid us. They avoid, try to avoid talking to us. They try to avoid dealing with us uh, because usually, not all the time, but oftentimes they're not because they're trying to hide something or escape or do all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so we bring that into the school. Uh, and... Uh, an SRO from St. Louis was telling me uh, that, you know, perspective, uh, he's had to learn to really expand his perspective and try to consider the other person's viewpoint. This is what happened. He said, I get to, uh, to school. Uh, we do our normal check-in and check the bags. He says, but we had had a lot of incidents of people sneaking in uh, vapes and marijuana, and they figured they were getting them in through their shoes because – you know, we were we were checking their bags yeah. and stuff. And he said, so they decided the next day that as people come through, they were going to have them just shake their shoe as they as they came in. And he said, everything was going fine. He said, this one kid comes in. He sees what's going on. He walks out. The officer sees him walk out and goes to say, hey, why are you trying to walk out? Why don't you come to school? He says, no, I'm not coming in. I'm, I'm going home today. He said, no, you came to school, you just don't, you need to take your, come on in and take your shoes off. He says, I'm not taking my shoes off. And this melee breaks out. Uh, they tear all the tables, there's, there are injuries to both the kid and the, and the officer. It's a, it's a mess. He says, once we look at the video and we talk to the kid, the reason the kid did not want his shoes taken off is because his socks were so dirty and torn up and his feet stink. Wow. And he wasn't going to do that in front of a whole line of kids. So he was just going to take the day off. Yeah. To the officer, he's trying to avoid yeah. being detected. Yeah. Right? 
And so this this because we didn't have perspective or didn't take the time to try to gain what the other one was trying to see or feel, yeah. it turns into a fight. Uh, and you can break that down to all kinds of situations where we as adults have our own viewpoint of what's happening and we don't ever have the opportunity to put ourselves in the kids' shoes because we don't deal with what they deal with mm. before they come to, to school. And we're just taking the time to try to figure that out. Mm. Right? That's, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, and there's so many life lessons in that. <laughs> <laughs> not just, not just regarding officer and student, but people to people. Just people to people. Right. Just there's people just people. so much in that. And just really, I think just being slow and, and, and maybe asking better questions. Yes. Is there more to you not want to take off your shoes? Mm -hmm. Can we step to the side? Can we get in a safe place to be able to have a conversation? Uh -huh. Like, and I think that's 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 the case with so many things. Just I'm just thinking again about my role as a community leader, a pastor. Like being able to just, hey, can we step to the side? Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit more. Yeah. About this, because I get people who come to me all the time. There's a story of uh, there's this gentleman. Uh, he, he's walking around the building, and these two ladies come to me, and he's like, hey, I think he's trying to, because he was trying to open the door. Uh -huh. or whatever. They thought he was trying to steal something. And I was like, oh, really? I said, now, why do y'all think that? Because he was trying to, I said, did y'all ask him? They're like, no, we didn't ask him. I said, y'all know he's autistic? Mm. You know, like, yeah. there's more to the story here. A little bit more information might change everything. <laughs> change everything for yeah. you, right? And uh, did you just know a little bit more? And so uh, I think that in that going back to the, 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 the teacher-student relationship, officer-student, it's so key to being able to just ask what, but building trust. Yeah. Build getting, trust. To, getting to know them beyond yeah. uh, the classroom, beyond the walls, all of that. But man, that is, I, in some of that I can relate to, like thinking about it when I was young, like I would go somewhere and my, my feet smelled. Yeah. So I don't want to take my shoes off. No. Or I had holes in my, my socks. Right. And you surely don't want to do it in front of your friends because they're going to run. No, a, no, <laughs> no, no. And this turns into a fight. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. a kid killing him, taking his life. Yeah. Because yeah. now he doesn't want to go back to school. He's embarrassed. Mm, the authority he, figures are making me do it. Yeah. Right. So I don't right. feel safe when I talk to him all the time. Right. Right. You got a big job. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a big job. Yeah. Yeah, we all have big jobs. But I think it's conversations like this. Like, just imagine if that one person hears this conversation. Yeah. Because they never thought this way. Yeah. About trust and perspective. What am I missing? What, 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 the automatic assumptions, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of times are right. They're right on, but when they're wrong. Yeah. When they're wrong, they're devastating. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even know that you've caused the damage. Yeah. The, uh, a, a, a kid in this, in this case, wears it forever. Right, yeah. and so I don't want to make that mistake. Yeah, I don't want to make a mistake. Not saying I won't, not saying you won't, but I won't. What am I? What am I missing? Mm -hmm. Tell me more about what's going on here. Yeah, uh, I noticed you walked outside. Is it something about the line you didn't want to participate today? How can I help you navigate this? Yeah, right. Is there anything you need need to tell me? You were coming to school today, right? Yeah. Is tell me something. If you don't want to talk to me, is there a teacher here that you mm -hmm. like to talk to? Yeah. Wait here. Let me find them. I know you play on the football team. Can I get Coach Hattie to come and talk to you before you leave? What's your telephone number? I'll have him call you. If you got to leave right now, I'll have him call you. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, that alone is a real, ladies and gentlemen. That's a see that in podcast world, that right there, just the power of those questions alone, like somebody hearing those questions, even for myself. Like, I probably wouldn't have thought of like what's up with his feet or if there's something, even though that's happened to me in my own life. Right. Sometimes it's like <laughs> you really do have God in here. You really do. <laughs> well, again, we're in a school. Yeah. We're in a school, ladies <laughs> okay. and gentlemen. So they're, they're running tests around I heard here. his voice clearly say <laughs> to me. <laughs> no, that's good. You know, last question just comes to sometimes we can assume, like, again, your role as a director of safety, uh, what's the big picture? So, of course, you know, we can all think, like, we don't want drugs in the school. We don't want – What's the big picture? What's the big goal for somebody like you in that role and, and how you support education? So I I uh, immediately uh, prayed before taking this role and uh, came up with what the core values are going to be for the department. Mm -hmm. And the core values, uh, and I won't go into all that detail, but basically says uh, we're going to do whatever we can test to create. One, two, three, test one, two, three, testing. Yep. We're, we're, this department is going to be whatever we can do to, to support world-class education. Uh, uh, whatever we got to do to help uh, teachers and adults flourish so kids can flourish. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the bottom line, the big goal is schools ought to be the safest place on earth. Period. That's good. They ought to be the safest place on earth and the goal is to create the safest place on earth in in school. And I know you, you, you would probably say church. Yeah, yeah, but you got police officers at your church yeah. too. So, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. schools ought to be the safest place on earth. And when uh uh and and I know that we are doing that that job or we're achieving that when uh, a little school in New York or Chicago or Florida or in Timbuktu says we want we want to be the safest place on earth and I'm gonna to go to Oklahoma City to figure out how to do it. Mm, yeah. I know we've made it. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's really good. Well man, I appreciate you uh just taking a moment just to share some of these stories. You got a brother crying on the podcast. Nah. You got me tearing <laughs> up, man. Yeah, that's the reason I knew I'd invite you. Again, I want to be able to uh, encourage teach a million teachers weekly, and that's having stories like this and conversations like this. And sometimes the biggest encouragement is just hearing people support, like, oh, people are for me. And we want teachers to know that we're for them. And uh, I appreciate the work that you do. Well, How can people find you? Uh, I am on Facebook, Waylon Cubit, barely on Facebook, but I'm there, yeah. Waylon Cubit. I am on Instagram, mentoring1235. I'm on Twitter, just as Waylon Cubit, and and of course I'm at Oklahoma City Public Schools, so you can always find me there. And uh, and if you keep don't watch out, I might be a teacher one day because they're my heroes now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be it used to be Marshall Dillon, but now it's a teacher. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, any last words to encourage teachers? No, man. Keep keep doing what y'all doing, and let me know how I can support you. Do what you do. Yeah, that's good. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks again for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, go win. Thank you, man. Yeah.